This Week in Pediatric Oncology, the podcast exploring hot topics and exciting advances in childhood cancer. TWIPO is produced by Solving Kids Cancer, nonprofits located in New York and London dedicated to improving research and supporting families because every kid deserves to grow up. Subscribe to TWIPO through your favorite podcast platform. This Week in Pediatric Oncology, the podcast about new advances for childhood cancer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 84, recorded on March 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Tim Kripe from Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio, affiliated with The Ohio State University. And I'm here with my co-host, Brenda Weigel from the University of Minnesota. Welcome, Brenda, and please introduce our speakers for today, or our guests. Thank you, Tim. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce my friends and colleagues, um, Dr. Gilles Vassal, from the uh, Institute Gustave Roussy in Paris, France. He um, is a pediatric oncologist and also has a PhD in pharmacology and has been one of the uh, leading world's experts in pediatric oncology drug development. He founded the Consortium for Innovative Therapies for Children with Cancer, also known as ITCC, which he uh, continues to chair. And, and very importantly, uh, today, we are going to be talking about the organization Accelerate uh, that he also uh, co-founded and continues to lead. He's joined today by Patricia Blanc, who serves as a patient advocate for uh, Accelerate. Um, Patricia started Imagine for Margot after her daughter lost her battle with glioblastoma multiforme. She passed away on June 7th, 20. 10 from this aggressive brain tumor. She was only 14 years old. During her illness, um, she gathered over 100,000 euros that were given to Gustave Roussy for research. Her notebook had Go Fight Win. It was discovered after her death and is a driving force behind Patricia's role in Accelerate. Thank you both for joining us. This is a very important topic. And I'm going to start by asking. Um, Jill, to describe what is Accelerate? How did it come to be? And how did you come up with the idea to form this, uh, what is now international organization? Thank you, Brenda. Very, very honored to be with you today and for this discussion about Accelerate. Well, Accelerate was created officially in 2015 on something very simple. It was obvious that the regulatory environment in the US and in Europe was really developing a system to improve the development of medicine for children, but was not serving very well children with cancer. And we thought that if we want this to be effective, if we want to accelerate the development of innovation for children, we need to bring everyone around the table. And when, when, when I mean everyone, this is academic researcher, of course, clinician and researchers, industry, regulatory bodies, and patient advocates. And this is the fundamental idea of Accelerate. If we work together, if we share the issues from each standpoint, then we will find a way. Because everyone around the table has a key objective to do better. And we believe that it's so specific to develop new anti-cancer drugs for children, that it can be done only by one stakeholder. So the principle was create something at the fall 
And I can tell you at the moment, and you are, you know very well this organization, we have a steering committee with four advocates, four industry representatives, four academia, and four regulatory bodies, showing that each stakeholder has an equal voice and we work together. And we, maybe we will discuss about all the assets and development and projects that we have been doing, but I can tell you that um, from the beginning, I am very pleased at the moment because we created a community, a community where Greg Raymond from the FDA, Dominic Carres from the European Medicine Agency and the academia and the parent, uh, Patricia, Susan Weiner and so on, we work together. And we start to see the impact of this. So uh, you ask me, I'm very, I'm very pleased, uh, I don't say proud because I, this is not a word I'm using, but I'm very pleased that this idea, be simple, work together to move the needle is effective demonstrate it as a value and start to really deliver. That sounds like a fantastic vision and certainly something that's been needed for a long time. As you well know, there's been a lot of efforts to have international collaborations with uh, clinical trials and so forth. And in my career, uh, the most, when I've learned about these efforts, they always seem to be fraught with challenges, problems, barriers, different uh, you know, countries with different rules and regulations. What, what are some of the main hurdles that you've encountered and how have you overcome those? Well, the main hurdle that everyone was suspicious at the beginning, I do remember doing, and Patricia will comment further, I do remember having small meeting with about 10 or 15 people around the table and you did have industry in front of the regulatory bodies in present and there was suspicion. And then sometime the industry is pushing to try to have some input from EMA or from FDA. And we say, whoa, 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 no regulatory decision. We share. We look at the same object at the same time with the same, uh, uh, same uh, information with different angle. And we try to figure out how to move forward. So uh, I, I can tell you it was not obvious. And maybe uh, Patricia remember very well the first ever meeting of Accelerate before it is named Accelerate, that was in 2011. You know, it took four years really to, to, to mature this. And this 2011 ever meeting with everyone in the room was in winter, in London, in the poorest hotel I have ever seen, where the meeting, the room, the room was cold, very cold. And not only because the temperature was low and the heating process was broken, but also because we don't know how to talk to each other. And this is, I think at the beginning, I can tell you after this meeting very first, I said to Timothy, well, whew, is it too ambitious? And almost uh, nine years later, well, we created the momentum. And I think it demonstrated that well, starting to discuss together with a no a priori is really something feasible, even though people are at the moment a little bit reluctant. So is your fundamental purpose to share data and ideas or is it to actually fund new efforts or devise new clinical trials? What is sort of the nidus that brings you all together? We do not design clinical trials, but we look at all the environment to facilitate access to innovation for children, 
to accelerate the development of this initiative because it's not only design a clinical trial. So it's looking at what the regulation is doing, is looking at what are the issues. For example, we have an ongoing program on international cooperation. We are all convinced we need to better work together at the global level. So we looked at what are the issues? What are the problems of setting up such global trial? We will not design global trial, but we will propose, identify the issues, the hurdles, and make pro some proposition. So one of the motto of, uh, of Accelerate is no blame, no shame, generate data, and propose solutions. And this is exactly what we do. But I should, I should give the microphone to Patricia because she can talk about Accelerate extremely well as well, because she is from the beginning in this initiative. <laughs> She and was in London was, in 2011, I can tell I you. was absolutely yeah. just going to actually ask Patricia that, is that, you know, Patricia, you were there at the ground roots when this was sort of an idea. And can you tell us from sort of a, a patient family advocate perspective, what that was like, what were the key issues and what was your sort of driving force at that point when this was being formulated um, and what was important to recognize from the, the advocate point of view? Well, you know, as um, Gilles Vassal just said, um, it was very difficult at the beginning. In this hotel in 2011, actually I had just created Imagine for Margot at this time. It was like the week before. So when I said just created, it was, and I was asked to come and uh, give a speech to this conference. And there I discovered a new world. You know, my, I had to fight with my daughter, uh, but I'm not at all in the medical world. I worked in finance for 20 years. So I had no idea of what was going on in cancer, in all this medical area. And I dis discovered a world which finally was not so different from finance, where you have people, you know, being in silos, not very much communication between people. And uh, we were there for two days talking about things we should do, to, uh, things we should each do, but then there was no really communication between the people. And by the end, after two days, we said, okay, we have to do this. But you know what? There was no date and no names, no responsible for each task. So this is where I said, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we should put names on dates because otherwise no one, nothing will happen. This is what I had learned from the finance. And this is actually how finally we started to put names on dates and we came back and we started to work together as working groups. And that was really important because from the beginning in those working groups, there was um, representatives from each stakeholders. So you had parents, academic, industry, regulators in the working groups. And it, you know, uh, years by years, and in 2015, we had the name and uh, then we had a more organized uh, structure, organization, and uh, we, it was not easy from the beginning as, uh, as you see, but now it's quite a dynamic community. And, uh, and we delivered, we delivered a few things already by uh, talking uh, to each other and 
thinking about the way we can accelerate the development of new drugs for children. And this is important to have the different view, you know. And as parents are advocate, we can also give these external eyes of, okay, you're doing this that way, but maybe we could do also this or that way. And uh, obviously, uh, look at the patient need, patient first. You've had a number of different meetings and forums and some publications, and we're going to devote some future episodes to talk about some of those different ones. But are there any sort of signature accomplishments or things that you could point to that, that you've done that you have been able to advance the field or smooth the regulatory path or uh, what, what would be some of your highlights so far? I think one of the important achievements is that we first think together how to improve a new model for development of new drugs for children with cancer. And we said we can no longer base the development in children on the disease in adults. We should have development driven by the drug, its target, its mechanism of action. The first, the first work we did is, okay, if we do that, what do we need? And we said, we need access to large database to identify a relevant target in tumor patients. We said, we need more preclinical data to inform the development and the rationale for developing the drug. And then we said, we need a system to prioritize drug. Because in oncology, we're in a very paradoxical situation. There are many, many drugs developed in adults, and we cannot develop all these drugs. But we don't have the right one to develop in children, and still children don't have access to sufficiently to innovative therapy. So we created this so-called pediatric strategy forum, which is very simple. Let's take a disease, or let's take of a class of compound, and in two days, getting around the table, the clinician, the researchers, the industry, the regulatory body, and the parents, look at what are the needs. What, are, what is the biology? What do we know from the ongoing clinical trials and from the ongoing development? And what would be the priority? And we have been doing five of these forums. And each of the time, we get together with a real strategy. We don't do prioritization during the meeting, but we pave the way because everyone, everyone listen for two days at the same thing. The parent says, what are the issues for the patients? The academy said, this is where we are with standard treatment. The industry said, well, I'm trying to develop this drug and these are the issues. And then the regulatory bodies reminded, okay, this is a regulation, but we can do something. So I would say that one of the um, assets that is stamped with uh, uh, accelerate, I would say, is a pediatric strategy forum. And what we is interesting is that FDA supported that in the guidance. EMA published a paper last uh, uh, June saying, well, this is very good. And they even asked, uh, said, this should be done outside of oncology. And I can tell you, we are piloting something outside of oncology. And this really is something also very important and the capacity of people to listen to each other to work together is something I think rather unique that we create in Accelerate. This is why we can deliver now. Maybe we can also give the example of the fair trail, um, Gilles. 
No, absolutely. That, that was an important point that actually was uh, raised by the parents where, uh, you know, there is this barrier of 18 years old uh, for the clinical trial. And we said, this is really not fair when you have an adolescent like 17 years old and you cannot go into a clinical trial because, you know, you just miss a few months to go and, uh, and get into the, into the program. So um, there was a working group on this, uh, trying to understand why that cannot be possible. Is it so, uh, something from a legal point of view? Is there a juridical barrier? Is it uh, from a scientific point of view? Is it you know, not safe to do that? And speaking with everyone, we discovered that actually there was not this kind of barrier. It was just a change of mentality. There is nothing that says you cannot do it. So there, is a, there has been recently the creation of like a stump that say, if you as an industry, you open your clinical trial to also adolescents, not only to adults, because it makes sense uh, on the medical point of view, uh, we do not say you have to open all clinical trial to adolescents, but just those that, you know, that are really um, scientifically, um, that makes sense. Relevant. Relevant, yes, <laughs> scientifically relevant, then you should do it. And if the industry is doing that, they, they have a stump to say, hey, look at it, look at us, we've done it. So there have been recently three stems for two industry who opened the clinical trail to adolescents. And we hope it's going to be uh, more. Thank you, Patricia. I, there, I think you've highlighted two really important operational things, I think, within Accelerate. One is the working groups that are very uh, consciously created to address specific problems and have all the key stakeholders involved in trying to develop a strategy to address those for, those key problems. And then the strategy forums, I think Jill, as you described. So I think there's two key elements there where you're embodying the spirit of communication, collaboration, and, and, and really solving problems. If you think about sort of the future for Accelerate, what do you see as sort of key um, priorities sort of for the next, the next few years that they you see being important to accelerate? So uh, clearly we'll continue to develop the activities and clearly evaluate and show the impact. Um, you see the very first strategy forum was something very unique. Huh? Everyone said to Andy Pearson and myself, that's a very nice idea, but everyone thought they will never succeed in doing that. And we did. And I can tell you the companies were absolutely frightened because we were saying you will be at EMA in the same room, five of you with those people. And this was something completely unusual. And at the end, everyone was very pleased because we made significant progress. But then, and this is what we are doing, we need to show, and this is what the entire activity of Accelerate should be now addressed, is show the impact. Show that it's not we are pleased to talk together, it's pleased to have everyone, but we build things that impact significantly the development of uh, innovative therapy for children with cancer with this concept very simple, accelerate. Um, uh, and I think this is what we will be doing. But we will be developing a new educational program because we think that probably a lot of people miss the very basic things 
about how to develop drugs. So we are piloting a very um, interesting new thing for the young one, for the parent, but for anyone, just looking at the basic. And we said everything you wanted to know about drug development that you never dared to ask. Um, so this is a new stream, but basically is continue and implement the strategy forum because it will really help. And you said, uh, that did we make some change? You know, the FDA and EMA published a paper last summer in Journal of Clinical Oncology together and saying, please submit simultaneously your pediatric study plan and your pediatric investigation plan. I'm not saying this is because it's an accelerated thing, but probably the environment facilitated that. So uh, in the next years, develop the activities, um, influence the way the new regulation will be modified in Europe because we are seeing an opening of the regulatory uh, uh, environment in Europe regarding pediatric and orphan regulation. Continue to expand and we will, we do have already some contact with Australia, with Japan, and we really work with them because there, there is not much things. And, uh, and still identify item to address through working group really to uh, change the landscape, facilitate the implementation, start early the development of new uh, medicine for children, facilitate prioritization, and at the end show that it impacts hopefully the survival and quality of life of children. This is all fantastic here. I appreciate your sharing all this with us. We're about out of time. One last quick question. Are your meetings closed to just members or are they open to others? And if someone or an organization feels like they could contribute, uh, are they able to still join Accelerate and, and how, who would they contact or how would they go about doing so? So we have one annual meeting in February that used to be in Brussels. This year it was by Zoom and we doubled the audience and we have 50% of the participants which were completely brand new to the organization and to the topic. So this meeting is open to the public. Then we do have the strategy forum, which is an invitation because we want to have really a discussion with experts um, and, and the working group, our working group identify with people able to work. But the annual meeting is really where we have everyone, we address topic, we share the work done by Accelerate and we have breakout session. And these breakout sessions, really people in small group work together on an item. And really this is a way to show that Accelerate is not a, so a scientific society. It's a working organization with everyone around the table who wants one thing, Accelerate Innovation for Children and Adolescents with Cancer. Well, thank you so much uh, for being here. I know uh, since we're tight on time, we're wrapping it up, but uh, we'll have more sessions about Accelerate in the future. And um, so, th so thank you both for being here. And thanks to the team at Solving Kids Cancer, a nonprofit charity dedicated to improving survival through creating novel treatment options for children. Remember, the more we learn, communicate, share ideas and work together, the faster we'll reach the day when all childhood cancer is preventable or curable. As always, keep up the fight and thanks for listening to This Week in Pediatric Oncology. We welcome your comments, questions, or thoughts on topics for future episodes. Just drop us a note at twipo at solvingkidscancer.org. You can follow Dr. Kripe on Twitter at kidsonkdoc and find all Twipo episodes at solvingkidscancer.org.